go and top that. Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to talk that. Talk that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Top That, uh, your favorite podcast where we discuss all our favorite top fives and maybe your favorite top fives too. I don't know. Um, I'm here as always with my brother Derek. Ayo. And Nate. Ayo. How are you guys doing this week? Doing all right. Yeah. Uh, the new Red Dead Redemption came out. Kind of geeking over that. Uh, what, and that's a video game. That's illegal. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone who's anyone knows what it is. It's a Western. It's Grand Theft Auto out in the woods. It's nice. It's oh. Westworld video game form. Yeah. Uh, killing, stealing, looting. Yeah. Killing, chilling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Bashing things. I did see the graphics on it. It's pretty impressive. Very nice. You know, yeah. instead of going out for a walk, it's starting to get too cold. It's fall here. Hop on Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Walk your horse. Walk my horse. You know, so do that. Other than that, I mean, that's my weekend. Got a birthday party to go to later. Nice. Going to Top Golf. Never I've, been. I haven't been to one. Me either. I hear they're really fun. I heard they're really fun too. Also, Top Golf, if you want to plug us, you know, yeah. they are fun. We'll take some money. Yeah, we will take some money. Um, if you want to reach out to us and give us money, you can email us. At top that top that dude at gmail dot com, um, or you can slide right into our DMs on mm. our Instagram. Slide into my DMs. Yeah, yes. uh, at top that dude on Instagram. That's T O P T H A T D U D E. You know, dudes out here are getting neglected. There hasn't been enough people to, to slide into my DMs. I need some attention too. Slide into my DMs. If you're your, your personal DMs. I don't get one. You're starting to get real selfish here. All right, then slide in the top group that dude. I know. <laughs> slide in the top that dude. Then what was I thinking? I apologize. Yes. Um, what are we so doing this weekend? This week we are discussing our top five uh, celebrities, famous people that are dead that we wish were still alive or R. brought R. back from the dead if it was, you know, before our time. Like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Like, I really wish that, you know, we could see what Frankenstein's monster would be doing, like, as a millennial. Selfies. Pet cemetery. Selfies. And, right. You know, just, he has an Instagram. <laughs> he would have been really good at Vine. What do you think his handle would be on Instagram? At Frank Dirty. Fr- Frankenbeans. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenbeans. Frankenbeans69. Yeah. <laughs> Frank and Beans 420, don't at me. <laughs> Frank the Tank. Oh my god. That would be good. Yeah, Alright. Well, yeah, that's what we're discussing. So um, I'm excited for this one, just because this was this one. Uh, there are a lot of dead people I want alive. That's that simple. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of people that... I like art. Yeah, should, should not be dead. Yeah. 
I like art. Less dead. Yeah. Um, well, um, Derek, do you want to get us started? Get us into it. Hit Absolutely. us with your number five. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, my number five, I think, is the oldest on my list when he died. So, he gets number five because he lived a long life. But uh, my number five is Gene Wilder, mm. also known as Willy Wonka. Jen. Wonka. Yeah. Um, there is a recent movie that came out called Ready Player One uh, that Spielberg had um, had Gene Wilder in mind to play, um, you know, the, the the character that creates the Oasis. But that's that title role eventually went to Mark Rylance, who killed it. But it's uh, it, there's a lot of uh, nuances and similarities to Willy Wonka and him offering the factory and the company uh, to him um to a young child to a young child and things like that uh it was will Wonka's bizarre movie it's it's that that scene when they're on the boat scares the shit out of me still. that's the best one i do like that scene it's scary but i like it uh, but it's 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 so that's just weird but it's a good weird. I, I mean, I fucking love it. It's a dark it. movie. Well, and Tim Burton did a dark version of it, too. Yeah. I never read the book. Yeah. Did you guys ever Well, it's read called, it? the book's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. By Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Roald. Thank you, Mom, for never naming me Roald. Yeah. Roald Craig Danzel. <laughs> this is my brother, Roald. <laughs> that would be bad. That would be bad. Anyway, um... Yeah, uh, but he lived a long life. He has, I mean, one of the highest rated comedies of all time is Young Frankenstein. Um, way before my time, but still, I've seen it once, and it's great. Frankenstein, bringing it full circle. Um, yeah, we talked about Frankenstein. Frankenbeans. Frankenbeans uh, 420. Um, Gene Wilder was great. I loved all of his stuff he did with Richard Pryor. Yeah. That was a... Silver know, Streak? Silver Streak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hear no evil, see no evil. Oh, that's a horrible one, though. Uh, but they were funny. They were just a. They were like an odd couple together. They were good. It was like slapstick with that, but it was like a smart slapstick because it wasn't dumb. It wasn't like a Joe Dirt dumb. Yeah. But it was. I mean, but it was still kind of like. It, it was wasn't easy, but it was obvious. Right. It was physical comedy, but still smart physical comedy. They were just yeah. They were so funny. Together. When he comes out, I think is it Silver Streak when he gets in blackface and he's getting all the yeah all the shoe polish on his face yeah. and he's like and he's practicing yeah in the shake bathroom. it but don't break it yeah and he's just got the shimmy jive going on in the mirror and it's just it's incredibly you know crass yeah but it's I mean it's good would not fly today yeah uh, if if I had to peg him into a, into a today's role I, I don't even know it's because he's such a sweet, soft soul, I'd want him to be in a Mister Rogers type thing. But I mean, give me a hard ass captain of a police force who needs to get, you know, uh, the mayor's on my ass. I need you to crack this case. I could see him doing something like that. Like you know how like uh, who is it? Uh, Michael Keaton was the captain, and was it Twenty One Jump Street or not Twenty One Jump Street? The other guys. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just being kind of like a wacky police captain, but not a big role. That you gotta you, creep. You're excited to see him in it. Creep. Boom. Actually, let me flip this on you. Okay, what's one of your favorite horror movies of all time? Let me answer for you. Skeleton Key. Okay. Boom. <laughs> Put Gene Wilder and Kathy Bates part. Kind of that creepy, very first sweet, like... Is it Kathy Bates? No. As the the 
It was the old, old lady. Yeah. Uh, I don't know her name, but she's been in a lot of stuff. It's definitely not Kathy Bates, though. Fuck yeah. How am I getting that wrong? Yeah. I'm, I think I'm mixing up Skeletons and Key with The Water Boy. It will <laughs> take place in the South. Easy mix up. <laughs> Easy mix up. <laughs> Easy mix up. Anyway, I've just. Seen it a hundred times. Yeah, just kind of like a, like a, a voodoo slash horror. Yeah. Kind of creepy almost. I think that's a pretty, for me, that's a, that's something that I always like to see is the juxtaposition of a traditional right. comedy actor because he can something easily dark. come off as sweet. Yeah, and that's what that movie warms you up to be is like, oh, this kind of sweet old lady is, and she's not all she's. Made yeah, up she's to not be. the devil. Yeah, no way could she be the devil. Is she the devil? She might be. I Turns know, out she's the devil. I know he's not sitting in that trunk. Yeah, <laughs> Gene Wilder could definitely be that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, let, let me see an evil role from Gene Wilder. That's because I don't think... I don't think we... Nito, can you check on that? Is there an IMDb for Gene Wilder on evil? I don't know. Well, that's my number five. I love Gene Wilder back back alive. Give me a good evil, a scary role. I want to be scared by Gene Wilder. That's my five. Like a creep. R.I.P. Gene Wilder. Miss you. Got a creep. Creep. Nathan, what's your number five, bro? My number five, my number five is another guy that had a long life, but... Based off what's happening in our country right now, I love him to be alive. Just to hear him talk about it. It's George Carlin. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I would love to hear George Carlin's comedy about all the the U.S.'s political happenings right now. Yeah, I think it would be absolutely hilarious because his whole comedy, like it was, it wasn't even really telling jokes. He was just pointing out things that were happening in a very funny way. Yeah, and. Brian Griffin hits on that perfectly when he's trying to stand up comedy for the first time and someone says, uh, are you are you a stand up comedian? And he goes, a satirist. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's what George Carlin was perfectly. He wasn't it wasn't like he was telling jokes. He was just literally spinning the news. Exactly. Yeah. In a in a funny way, and that's what it was. Oh, and I just there's so much material right now. So yeah. much. It's, on both sides. Yeah, it's um Pat Oswald hit it perfectly. He's like, as comedians, we're supposed to take, you know, what's in the news and make it funny. And it's it's not even, we don't know what the fuck to do with Trump because it, uh, we'll wake up one day and it's, oh, Trump has taken a shit on his lawn. Okay, well, we'll turn around and type this joke up. And then by the time we get done typing this joke, we turn around and it's, oh, Trump has fashioned his piece of shit into a hat and he's wearing it now. Oh my God. And we just cannot keep up. And that's literally the, what our today is. We can't keep up. The guys at um, South Park stopped doing Trump stuff, right? Because they, it just... It's not even funny anymore. Yeah, it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah. That they, there was no joke to be made because our... It is a joke. It is. A, it's all a joke. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. So it would be so interesting to hear George Carlin because he wasn't afraid to hit any of that stuff. That was right. his whole deal. And more just his style, the way he did it, where he, again, like, a, he's more of a satirist, yeah. where he's just telling you about things, and, oh, it'd be gold. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great answer. Just a little side note, I'm not even trying to take a political stance on anything, but uh, I think Barack Obama showed up in some Reddit comments, and then at the end thanked himself sarcastically you know said something do, 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 and at the end it said thanks Obama like being sarcastic <laughs> and, and they had to retire that like it's never funny anymore he hit it perfectly <laughs> yeah which is funny so it's a 
Man, I would love. Do you want like a Netflix special from George Carlin? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that would. I don't. I mean, what else would you want from that? Be fucking perfect. Hour and a half long. I feel like Netflix would be. He would be right behind Chappelle show, at least up there, one A. As that's exactly what they would want. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think he would just do one, or do you think he would do a series of specials? I think he could do a series. I mean, there's so much happening. Yeah. Like even beyond just the whole like Trump himself and his administration, just everything. Yeah. And even beyond the politics of it and just what is the events that have happened. Well, I think he could have a field day. The way people are today. Yeah. Like, the sensitivity of everybody. Oh, the technology. I mean, the like he was gone before technology really boomed. Yeah. Yeah. He was fucking great. I just imagine what he would have to say about everybody in their cell phones today, like screens and shit, yeah. and then the NSA stuff of everybody's watching and whatnot. Oh, it'd be hilarious. He, yeah, having somebody like George Carlin right now would be so refreshing mm-hmm. just to hear someone who had no filter in terms of like, like I don't want to say this because I don't want someone to get mad about it. But in, but he's also that way. Like he's not. Those types of people that are, I say what I feel and I don't have a filter, but they're really just an asshole, yeah, you know, like yeah. they're pricks about things. Right. But George Carlin was just very open. He wasn't saying things to be an asshole. He didn't sound like an asshole. He was just telling the truth. Right. It, so that would be nice instead of somebody, you know, actually being a prick. Yeah. And being like, well, I just say what everybody thinks. Very true. Yeah. My name's Stewie, and I think I should be on the real world because I speak my mind. (laughs) (laughs) His audition tape fucking killed me. That's so good. That's a good, uh, good number five there, Nate. Hey, you know, I I disagree. I hated that. Well, I'm just kidding. That's your problem. Yeah, I Um, had. um, Let me. I I wrestled with this a lot. I had my list had three comics on it at one point, and now it has none. But there's there's so many stand-up comedians that have left us too early. Yeah. George Carlin lived a long life. You hit it perfectly. But yeah. still, he had more to give. Right. Especially, yeah. it's not like he was ever going to be depleted. Ten years later, all his material's brand new. Yeah. yeah. His point of view is like what that. you want. I would right. love more Mitch yes. Hedberg. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. yeah. He almost was one that was on my list as well. Uh, Robin Harris uh, didn't make my list, but that's the dad from House Party. His, um, his stand-up's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 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 almost it's not as hard as Richard Pryor, but it's still kind of like basically all the, like when he goes on rants and, and house party. That's what that's what stand up is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so hot in here. It's like devil sitting in the living room. We should save these for the end because I'm getting a lot in my head. I'm sorry, yeah, I don't want to yeah. steal anybody. You know what? I'm I'm interrupting too much. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, my well. To, to kind of continue on that, I have a few comics in mine, and I didn't want to go all comic, but, um, and this one isn't, um, but it's just one that I've always thought about since I was a kid. Um, John Kennedy Jr. Um, died, he was only 38 when he died, he died in a plane crash, but I was always super um, fascinated with the Kennedy family, and their whole history, and their, like, their family is freaking cursed it's insane absolutely um and john kennedy was 
he died in the 90s and we were still alive but we were young he was just he was has so showed so much promise and he was in the media so much and i was just always curious to see what he would have done as an you know as an older man if he would have gotten into politics if he would have just been like a business dude he crashed his plane he supposedly crashed his plane in the water they never found him right uh no i think they found him they found him yeah him and his wife, Carolyn Bissette, and he was flying the plane. He had a broken foot, I believe, flying the plane, and he was getting training on using all the instruments in the plane, and he wasn't, I mean, I could be totally wrong on this, but I feel like he wasn't checked off or wasn't certified on using all the instruments or whatever. Well, we're both was, in the industry. I know that you only need 40 hours to get your private's license, which is not enough time to have... Did you say private's license? Your, pri- your private license. Private, private pilot. pilot yeah. yeah. Your private license, um, which is not enough. Not I mean, a lot of time. Know. Yeah. It's a week. Yeah. That's, a, that's eight hours a day, five days a week. Yeah. And that is not enough time, in my opinion, to have... Well, and he was flying up to Martha's Vineyard and it was crappy weather, too. And I think that he from what i know it was, he was kind of being negligent he shouldn't have flown in party on wayne yeah and so in him and his wife both died in that wreck but this he was such a huge prominent figure back in the early 90s and obviously his family was too was he in this is i mean i, I think i was like 10 or 11 at the time was he into politics uh, I think lightly, not really. He had a magazine he ran. It was like George Magazine, I think. He used to go rollerblading in Central Park with his shirt off. Oh, yeah. just beefcake. Yeah. Do you imagine that brings up a good point of like, like what if JFK didn't get shot? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I, I wonder, such a huge family connection, what right. would he have done? Would the country be on a totally different tra- trajectory? Totally. What if Absolutely. Al Gore had beaten George yeah. Bush yeah. Jr.? Exactly. Probably wouldn't be experienced global warming as bad as we are. <sighs> Al Gore, come on the show, please. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. My top five is kind of, I mean, it's a little bit of a snoozer, but that's, I've always wondered Fuck that. Fuck that. Little side note right here. Could you imagine just being like, roller, have, uh, he looked like a piece of beefcake. He was a beefcake. Right. Just probably had a six pack, roller running around Central Park and not even have to introduce yourself. Just be like, hey, yeah, my dad was JFK. Let's get, you want to go out sometime? Yeah, exactly. Know who I am, and and, and before obviously, let's I'm be not, honest. You already know who yeah, I am. Yeah. You want to go out? We're going out. I'm not trying <laughs> to be dark about it, but he could also pull the hey, uh, you want to go for a plane ride? We can go, you know, take a look around the city, or just you know, I got a fresh pair of blades already on yeah. its way to your apartment. <laughs> Meet me here tomorrow, 10 a.m. If you're late, I'll find you. That was mine. Sorry, we'll edit that out. That's a good one, though. It's, uh, it's, I would have never put that on my list, but let's wonder what it would be like. I love uh, some John Kennedy Jr. He was a handsome, handsome guy. JKJ. Yeah. yeah. Old John John. Yeah. That's my number five. So now uh, let's move on to number four. Is Derek. Number phone f- ringer. Yeah, you f- freaking texter. Yeah, hopefully we've edited it out so far, but my phone went off a little bit ago. I apologize. We're not editing it yeah, out. Yeah, we're leaving it in. Shame. 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 Cry about it. All right, well, speaking of cry, uh, my number four is a director who was a piece of shit to his actresses, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. Um, famously scared... Uh, the the actress of birds 
to tears behind the scenes. Uh, Hitchcock also had a long career, but I, I just, I wonder what he would pump out today. Mm. It's, I mean, what, he was never gory, but this, I mean, and he was more psychological thrillers, right? And it was, and the world can never have enough of those. It's, it's. It would be interesting. That would, that's very, I never really thought about this list in that way, but like with the tools that we have today and no, no offense to the actors back then, but the talent of actors we have now. Yeah. Like, what would he make? What would that brain come up with? Exactly. With, with I, I want Hitchcock to direct Leo DiCaprio on something. Ooh. Right. That's fucking interesting. That's, That's fucking, fucking interesting. interesting. With, with, with Margot Robbie as the sex piece in it. I'd love a Hitchcock Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Because Gyllenhaal, I feel like, can get that weird, creepy, like... So how about this? Hitchcock directs... Jake or Leo with Margot Robbie and Gene Wilder as one of the bad guys. As, as no, I want Gene Wilder as the dad, but the dad's secretly bad somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An unassuming yeah. Gene Wilder being the bad guy in the end. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I know what you're talking about Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, um, yep. Nightcrawler. Yep. Oh, that, I knew you were going there because that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Oh, that role. He, he was up for best. I think he got Oscar nomination for that, as he should have. Fucking. Ballpark killed it, yeah. knocked it out of the fucking ballpark with that. Yeah, absolutely. Hedgecock, I want Jed Gyllenhaal. Yeah, oh, sex. <laughs> this is these are all the components in a sex pot pie with some Margot Robbie sprinkling on top, and it's and it's an Alfred Hitchcock pie. I would have a slice of that, absolutely. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock's the meat. Yeah, Ooh. Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> so yeah, give me a psychological, th- give me a psychological thriller. Pie. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Alfred Saxcock pie. Yeah, that's good. Give me, give me a psychological thriller. Now, b- speed him up. Bring him. In. I just, I could see him with like, you know, because he had like that kind of giblet, like chin thing. Yeah, long just neck, like, neck. Yeah, just. Cool. I could just see him like shifty eyes looking at everyone today. Like, what the fuck are you? Like, Do you think that he'd be a Me Too person? Like, oh, just, a thousand percent. <laughs> creepy. A thousand percent. Creepy Hitchcock. Well, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah, like, that's Absolutely. the way it worked back then. Absolutely. It was like, you know, his female secretary that he was probably smashing was like, hey, Alfred, you know, you got a 3 p.m. like sexual harassment schedule. Gross. You know, if you could go over there and just touch her ass at least so she feels, you know, welcome. Alfred Hitchcock's like a bowl of vanilla pudding in a suit. Uh, I, feel, I feel like he'd be a slapper. I feel oh. bad for female actresses back in the day. Like, you had to sleep with that to get a role. Right? Ugh. Well, Weinstein's not that great looking. No, he's terrible. Yeah, oh, God. Well, I'm just trying to think of right now. Weinstein's bad today. Imagine the Weinstein's back in the time, like oh. in the 20s and 30s. No shower. There's some really... No shower, Weinstein. Yeah. Oh, Semi-serious. There's some, like... I think uh, Judy Garland got passed around by a lot of people. Oh. oh and just don't by say that. Trash, just I by love... some trash in Hollywood. And that's... Uh, I love Judy Garland. Right. Um... Hollywood's a fucking fucked up place. It's a dark, dark place. Dark place. And yeah. I, I, give me, give me a movie about that. Yeah. Give me a movie expo- expose on that. That's gonna have to be an independent film. Yeah. Who's gonna back that? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Not the Weinstein Company. Not that shit. <laughs> no. Hey, I want to make a movie trashing our entire industry. Cool um, with that. And all the men in it. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's a good know. one. I like that idea though of taking 
Hitchcock brain too. Give me a Hitchcock brain. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hitchcock and Tarantino teaming up. I was a, thinking that earlier too. Were you? Yeah. 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 It's just it's that, that's if we're talking juxtaposition, the, those couldn't be more opposite. It'd be nice though. That would be. It'd be it's awesome. Different. Yeah. Because you get that Alfred Hitchcock like weird psychological shit, and then mixing Tarantino's like, like in your face bloody. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. I could go on for we need to we need to go on because I could go on for hours. About yeah, this. I could too. And that's may, maybe maybe we'll talk about you know uh, top five uh, director mashups. Yeah, mashups. we'll talk about that later. Absolutely, yeah. I think we just got a new one Taylor. later. So Alfred Hitchcock, number four. You lived a long good. life. I don't know what you're doing right now. Hope you're doing good. My number four stand in film is a guy that very, uh, he's like another actor that I think is going to be on this list, but a little bit older. And that's Mr. John Candy. Oh. I love, as a kid, Uncle Buck was one of my favorite movies. And John Candy's comedy, I just, uh, I want to see more of it. It's one of those people that, he died, and I just want more. Yeah. There's not necessarily anything I have specifically in mind that I want to see him in. I just want more of him. Yeah. I have one on, on my list that's like that. It, it, you just There's nothing specific about it that you want to like intertwine into the future. You just want more of whatever they're giving. Right. Yep. That is it. Right. I thought John Candy was so funny. His delivery on things and the way that he relatively stayed clean with everything he did. Yeah. Which... Yeah. I mean, I'm not an advocate for that, but I find it very impressive when people can do it. Yeah. And he just, Uncle Buck is great, planes, yeah. trains, and automobiles. Never I had mean, a topless scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about him the other day, because I worked with a Jamaican dude, and I was like, I know two things about your country. Uh, Usain Bolt and Cool Runnings. And then we talked about Cool Runnings for a while, so it's... Um, John Candy could deliver like a sentimental speech, like nobody's business. Nobody's business. Yeah, I mean, he was just so tender. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, penalize me, but don't penalize my guys. Right? God, the the ride home, the polka band, and yeah. Home Alone. Oh yeah. Oh, that's Megan Sheboygan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> polka, 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 and she still doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> Oh, these are songs. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, if you're in a polka jam, polka bombs, I think he calls it. (laughs) So good. That's a great choice. Yeah. John Candy. John ass candy. He was a good one. Well, I mean, just. I'm trying to picture him in a role. He he wouldn't fit into a buddy cop. Um, Do you think he would ever have gone into TV, like sitcoms, like being a dad there? Or like the dad of Fraser or something like that. Just maybe honorary a little or bit. Or even like a Tim Allen kind of a thing. I feel like it'd have to be a upper like even though I feel like his his roles weren't as um difficult, is that fair to say? Complex. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he was a very good actor and I don't feel like he would work in like a normal Such a basic sitcom. Setting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it'd be kind of like uh, Yeah. Or what He'd about have... like an Uncle Phil type of thing? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like an Uncle Phil, or like like a R.I.P. Uncle Phil, Dan and Roseanne, like oh, that yeah. type of role. Yeah. But if he was like the Last Man Standing, Tim or some whatever, yeah, yeah, or like a normal like just crank it out ba- show, basic, yeah. AF. I think he'd be 
his comedy would get lost in how yeah yeah i agree he would need something smarter yeah but i'd love to see john candy more a bigger catalog of mr candy yeah or i'm cool with not a bigger catalog if he just wanted to pump out inspirational true story sports movies his whole fucking life i'd be cool with that (laughs) i'd be cool with that too i'd also be cool cool with that too because I literally will never get enough of those. There's some of the most obscure shit in the world. Um, you know, I'm glad. I'm gl- would as many people know about the Miracle on Ice uh, if it wasn't for Miracle? Yeah, I don't know. I guarantee people wouldn't know about Cool Runnings if it wasn't for the movie. That's true. And shit like that. So Very I good. also, every time we land in Calgary, I try and like do the same shit. Just go out there. I'm freezing. <laughs> <laughs> That is good. Oh, great pick. Yeah, what's your number four, Rena? Uh, my number four, uh, we are still not in the acting realm, but um, it's a recent death, uh, but Anthony Bourdain. Um, mm, that's a good one. I really love Anthony Bourdain. I love watching him. I love everything that he says. He's very raw. He's very open. I love how he's open about his whole life his struggle with addiction all of it um and it's so easy to watch him just like melt into all these different cultures that he traveled all over the world um and i just think that i could have watched him do his thing for so much longer i marco our friend marco met him twice and said he was as real as he looked that's amazing he's cool shit yeah um Rogan said a lot of good things about him. Him and Rogan were friends, I think, good friends. And they, he said they he practiced uh, jujitsu. Right? So he yeah. found jujitsu like at age fifty and fell in love with it and was just getting his ass beat trying to learn. He was the kind of guy that would fully immerse himself in something to to get the hang of it. And that's I, I I I'm like dabbling with amateur boxing and getting my ass beat. I can't even imagine jiu-jitsu just being the whole body and doing that at age 50 with already a full slate of tv and cooking and all that other shit i can't even imagine how bad that would be he seemed to have real passion for all the things that he did i wouldn't imagine that he wouldn't go for something that he wasn't interested in you know just to his, his little bit piece and the big short was perfect too when he's explaining uh, cdos yeah while he's in the kitchen and double a tranches yeah See, I just, I'm not going to waste all this seafood or throw it into something else. Hey, it's not old seafood. It's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. It's seafood stew. Yeah. Which scares so the shit good. out of me. That's our economy right there. Yeah. Our economy is seafood stew. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I would be able to watch his show even if he did, if he did anything else, if he did no reservations for the rest of his life. It's just, it, you know, it's a bummer seeing that he went out the way he did. And that just adds to actually how real of a person he was. He had all these things. And life, it's heavy. And sometimes you can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore! I I see him more and more often. And I think either it's programmed or just everyone before me watches the Travel Channel. Because every time I turn on the TV in a hotel room, it feels like him or Guy Fieri is on TV. (laughs) Guy Fieri. Um, The goat. The goat. Which is, I mean, people love cooking food. Cooking show. Damn it. Delete that. People also do love cooking food. They do. 
They sure do. I mean, it's fun, I believe, for some people, and then it's also a necessity. So yeah, right, kind of goes hand in hand. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So that's my number four. Sounds. I like it. I was never a big uh, like I didn't follow a show and didn't wasn't in love with him, but everything I've ever read or seen him say has been gold. Yeah. Just seemed like a freaking cool down ass dude. Yeah. Probably such yeah. a great travel partner. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Having all the suggestions. Yeah. Just and up for everything. You imagine yeah. rolling up to New York City with Bourdain and him being like, no, we're not eating there. We're going to 53rd Street over around the corner. I know a real good spot. Uh, this go restaurant is trash. There's a closet right around the corner. Yes. That that's to. what I was just going to say. Yeah. He knows all the tiny spots. They're like, yeah. where the fuck am I going? Yeah. You, I mean, ma- you imagine him, like you're in the hotel room and he has just a bunch of to-go shit. And he's like, okay, I got the salad from up, uh, you know. Uh, right near uh, the Upper East Side. I got the sauce right here from here and just him crafting a meal from all the best spots in New York City. You know where he would take you to the best restaurant would be down the long hallway like you're going to the freaking Kumite where there's oh, yeah. all these creepy bums <laughs> yeah. in the alleyway laughing at you. One of the like not- the same for Beer Fest. Yeah. One exactly. of the, uh, yeah. Imagine those two scenes. One of the nicest underground poker spots I've ever played at was at the end of one of those hallways. Yeah. Yeah. And Anthony Bourdain was there. And Anthony Bourdain was there. Nice. So it was John Claude Van Damme. Took all my fucking money, Bourdain. Okay. On the number threes. On number three. Do we have we have we delved into actors yet? I haven't. John Candy. John. Okay, gotcha. So I like that ours are around the board though. Yeah, I wasn't expecting we'd have this diverse of categories. Yeah, a lot of people die. Yeah. People die. People die. People die every day. Um, this is one of the first people we talked about when we were brainstorming about this list and it was the most excited I got about, but my number three is Paul Walker. Oh. Um, I remember being really sad when Paul Walker died. And then I remember, uh, this is back when I used to post on Facebook. It was one of the last posts I made and I was like, Paul Walker died, dot, 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 from a car accident, dot, dot, dot. I'm not joking because if he was so alive and I was going to say, Hey, Paul Walker just died from a high speed car crash. You'd be like, oh, okay, that yeah. You can, a little ironic. You're going to tell me that fucking Bruce Willis just died from a, a high-rise explosion and a skyscraper, too? Yeah. Or some shit like that. <laughs> be pretty sweet yeah, if that's the way he If that's out. the way you go out. That's Bruce cool. Willis died at the hand of some terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Saying yippee ki motherfucker. But um, the second part of this list was, what would you like to see him in? And it was, my brain immediately went, to varsity blues and a role i would love to see paul walker in would be a gritty nfl drama you take lance harbour from varsity blues he doesn't get hurt he goes on to the nfl but he's now 34 35 not ready to give up the limelight to the hot new first round pick that his team has drafted so he starts taking hgh or something like that starts bending the rules still trying to hold on um all-star cast, you know, give me give me Al Pacino from, from Any Given Sunday as the coach. Hoo-ah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, g- g- give me the wife who's like trying to sleep around on him or something like that. But I give me, because we never got, we got all action movies from Paul Walker. Give me a good, you know, he was ready to step out. I think he was ready to get, give us a good like drama. Yeah, he wasn't in, was he in any dramas really? Any popular? Do you, I don't think so. do you remember the skulls? Oh yeah. I mean, that was... Joshua Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember when they all got cars on the skulls. I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of the skulls. Right? This is awesome. Wasn't um, George W. a skull? Yes. I wouldn't fucking doubt yeah. it. That's I would love to delve into that sometime. Just all that conspiracy shit about who was actually like Freemasons. Yeah. I mean, Paul Walker was in Eight Below. Okay, good call. That's you exactly guys know what that I get a movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, that, no, that wasn't Snow Dog. He wasn't. <laughs> Snow Dog. Snow Dog is basically Snow Dog. So. But the dogs don't. I mean. But the dogs don't talk in A Below. The dogs talk in Snow Dogs, right? Yeah. A Below is a true story about a husky sleigh team that gets abandoned in a blizzard, and he goes back to them find them and finds them. Right. I did. Run. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Running scared. Yeah, running scared is fucking awesome. It's a great movie. He's, He's a, a great actor. actor. He's got a little, uh, a lot of little roles. He, or, I, I mean. Small movies. He absolutely died too soon. It, it was weird in a good way seeing what the Fast and the Furious franchise was doing because it started out as this little indie like kind of this is the underground world of street racing and then it evolved into this massive blockbuster of like 007 with cars and just like crazy unbelievable shit and it was like okay that's where we're going and it got massively successful and it still is I think. They're still pumping their shits out right? I think they were doing one more and then done. I'm not sure. I think someone's getting sued because they're doing a spinoff with Jason Statham and The Rock's characters. Oh. They're calling it Hobbs and Shaw or some shit like that. I think I just read that article. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the final scene in what was it? Seven? Oh, oh the CGI worst. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I think that it was half CGI, half there was Paul Walker's brother in the other car. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, it was. Oh. And they just played that, that sad-ass sad. song. Yeah. It was a good tribute, though. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. gotta do something. How else are you gonna do it? And it was just... It was half, like, okay, we need to write this character out. Half, like, everyone knows what this is. And I, I also feel like, and this may be a little insensitive, but I feel like Vin Diesel was trying to make it a little bit about him <laughs> in that final scene, too. Like, he was the only one to have a moment. <laughs> yeah. Like... Vin. Vin. Yeah, so give, give me give me an NFL drama with Paul Walker as the quarterback. He's not ready to give it up. Give me give me a cameo from James Vanderbeek just to you know get that tie in there. Give me some John Moxon. Give me some John Voigt. I want him back. That's what I want. Bud Kilmer in there. Fuck yes, I want Bud Kilmer in that. That's one of the best roles because my high school football coach looked and acted like Bud Kilmer. You fucking prick. Matilda did not look like Bud Kilmer. Bullshit! With the headset on? Absolutely. With his gum? Oh, I hated him. Can we please have a vote? Will you guys write in and whether or not you... The people Anyone? that know the Warrington High School football coach, <laughs> if you think he looked like Bud Kilmer, give us a yes or a no. If we get more yeses or more, uh, or more no's, I'll eat crow on the air. If not, Brina can fucking kiss ass. If you don't know him, just guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw in a lot of no's. <laughs> or we can throw a picture up side by side on the IG. Oh, there you we go. We could yeah. do that. So, uh, yeah, Paul Walker. That's Very good. NFL I heard, drama. I heard Paul Walker was another one of the real ones. I heard everyone that met Paul Walker said he was just a dude. I, I, know, know, I yeah, hope yeah, so. Yeah. I've heard that too. I hope yeah. so. Very good. My um, number three stand in actors is Mr. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Grant himself. 
I was very sad the day I found out that he died. Me too. That was one that hit me pretty tough. Yeah. Same. I will always remember the exact day he died because he died on Super Bowl 48. Oh. The day that the Hawks beat the Broncos 43-8. I woke up in the morning in Pasco with a, with a few texts that said Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away, which is super sad. But there's my my correlation between an event. Go ahead, Nate. I'm sorry. He's another one that I don't have anything specific in my head that I want to see him in. Just I want more of him. Yeah. He yeah. was yeah. so, in my opinion, one of the better actors that is around today. Like, of our time. Best actors of our time, for sure. His range was incredible. Yeah. He did funny. Yeah. So well. So well. And it was was weird that he would do a movie like Doubt, and then turn around the next thing he would be was, like, the funny sidekick in Along Came Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Rain Man! Oh, Oh, white chocolate! God! I've played a lot of basketball in my life, and those guys are so awful to be around and shit like that but at the same time you kind of lick your chops because you're like okay that's who's gonna that's where the turnovers are gonna happen on the team and shit like that but at the same time it's people that show up in the and one like wristbands and the head and shit like that there's a million of those he's so funny in that role he's so funny but he plays he plays scary and like menacing so well Mm -hmm. oh if we could have him as a villain like as a, a scary villain, not not like a horror movie, but like what similar to the Joker in, or something like that. I liked his character in um, the Mission Impossible. Oh, Owen Davian. Yeah, yeah. There will never be a better Mission Impossible villain. Yeah. yeah. Do you have someone you care about? Yeah. I'm gonna find her. I'm gonna hurt her. Yeah. Ethan. I'm gonna find. Yeah. Oh God. He's so matter of fact. So about yeah. So good. Um, there was. There was rumors about him possibly being the penguin for the Dark Knight Rises. Interesting. Oh. That would have been good. You know. So just g- give me a good full immersion like Heath Ledger got. He'd be a good penguin. He'd be good anything. Nate hit it perfectly. I don't want to see him in anything, but I'll t- I want more of his brand. I want to walk into the Philip Seymour Hoffman store, shop around, walk through the aisles. I'll take one of those. Yeah, give me a sitcom with that. Yeah, oh, God, give me give me a taste of that. Yeah. Do you have samples? Yeah, I'll take a little Philip Seymour Hoffman sample. Oh Boom. Absolutely. So, yeah. What was his, what was his character's name in uh, Almost Famous? Uh, Lester Bangs. Yeah. Give me give me a standalone movie with Lester Bangs. Ugh. What he's seen in the industry. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Boom. He's really good at playing the political parts, too, which I feel like we're going to have a lot of those movies come out. Yeah. He... He plays diplomat very well. What what's the the, the guy's range is incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's I, it's hard for me. I know that there is a couple definitely on his level, but it's hard for me to find someone in my head right now who's beating him in the range department. Because this is yeah. I mean, I feel like someone like Kevin Spacey has a lot of range like that. Like Kevin Spacey can do comedy really. Kevin well. Spacey is ridiculous. And I hated when he came out as a diddler. Yeah. What's the article the other day? I think it was yesterday. Netflix lost $39 million yeah. from that scandal. Because mm-hmm. they canceled... From firing him. They canceled Gore, his, his, his Gore Vidal movie, and they canceled House of Cards and lost $39 million off uh, him wanting to have sex with Anthony from uh, Days of Confused. Yeah. God. And, as, and, and it's... 
I'm sad that we're not getting that art anymore, but at the same time, don't for a second think that I'm allowing that absolutely yeah, not that okay is what he's doing. I, yeah. I'm just sad that we're not getting that art. It's, yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah. It is. Very disappointing. Yeah. Because he's he was one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. yeah. But was, yeah, I think that, that, that was he, good range too. Yeah, he's got he's up there with the range. Um but it is hard to find people that are as impressive as Philip Seymour Hoffman. He definitely died way too soon. And I was pissed off that it was from a heroin overdose, too. Yeah. That really irritated me. I read a story that he was, like, a couple days before it happened, he was in a... He went into a restaurant that had, like, a bar in it. And he was sitting at the bar with his son and, like, having a great time. You know, they're hanging out. Went and dropped off his son and later that night came back and was at the bar and was completely different. Like, head down... Look terrible, like uh, sad. Probably high. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It's terrible. Yeah. Eesh. I hate hearing stories like that. Yeah. Some people like Michael Jackson. I feel like he wouldn't have died if someone just gave him a, a hug. Yeah. You know. A lot of I feel like a lot of selfish people were surrounding. I think Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. died from something acute though. It wasn't from an addiction. He died from he His had doctor was giving yeah. him too much. Propofol. Is that what it was? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm mixing it up with. Uh, fuck me. Sorry. Uh, I got that way off. Um, Bruce Lee died from something like that. They think that yeah, Bruce Lee. I just read this. I think yesterday it was like a. a they think it's a, a, an allergic reaction to equigesic. Uh, what the hell is equigesic? It, it's. You don't know what equigesic is? No. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm pronouncing that word right. That's the medicine that he got. He said he wasn't feeling good. Uh, someone, his wife or something, gave him. Oh, uh, like it was like, like when you don't know you're allergic to penicillin or something. Pretty much, and he and he just kind of ate that, went to sleep, and I don't think he woke up. Yikes! Yeah, that pretty was, uh, tragic. If we're talking, if we're talking curses, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's not on my list. Hope he's not on your guys' list. He's not. No, yeah, Bruce Lee and freaking Brandon Lee, his son died. Do you know about that? Yeah, his son died. They were, he was filming, filming the crow. crow. Oh, yeah, and I do know. Gun that. went off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the to be stunt blanks. team, stunt team, put a bullet in that they thought were blanks, but yeah. the way it was packed, it fired like a real bullet and shot him in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty fucking tragic. I like the movie The Crow. <laughs> so does Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's good. Uh, yeah, give me a standalone with the uh, with Lester Banks. Give me a standalone with Brant from The Big Lebowski. I would love a Brant so movie. Good. What would that be though? Would that be his? That would be common. His, his chipper, assistant. his chipper, like assistant thing, and then when he goes home, he's just, ugh, fucking hate this. Do you think that he lives with Lebowski, or do you think he has his own place? I think he lives in like a like uh, a guest house. Yeah, I think yeah. Mr. Lebowski is in seclusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that yes, would, dude. That would be his point of view. This bring this brings up a. Um, at a very short period of time, there was a movie. I don't even think it was greenlit. He was in talks. Chris Tucker was gonna play the role of this guy who was the driver, the limo driver for the Rat Pack, and it was the story of the Rat Pack through his eyes. And Philip Seymour Hoffman was the limo driver. No, Chris oh, Tucker. Was Chris Tucker yeah. was. Oh. Yeah. So just, I mean, like a bigger story through the eyes of like a smaller character. Is, yeah, is yeah, my, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My correlation there. So that would. I want to, Chris, if you want to come on the show and talk about that, no, <laughs> Brina, hit us with your number three. All right, my number three. I'm diving um, into the comedy land now. Um, 
My number three is Phil Hartman. Uh, he was so, to me, brilliant on SNL. So funny. His delivery was, to me, unlike anybody else's. And to get capped by your wife. Such a fuck. Oh, God. So fucked. So fucked. And he was, what, um, 49 years old. 49 years Ugh. old. He probably had at least a good 20, 30 years left in him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good years, too. Good years. I mean, I don't even know what kind of roles he would play as far as, like, movies as he got older. It's, it's almost a little bit before my time because I was 10 when he died. And I, you know, I didn't appreciate him then, but I just, rewatching episodes of The Simpsons where he's the lawyer. Yeah. And just fucking steals every scene. Um, I just, I remember what, what show, it wasn't an award, it wasn't his funeral or something like that, but it was something on TV and it was a memoriam for Phil Hartman and Adam Sandler comes on and he was red from crying Aww. and he was like, just said something like, I miss my friend. Yeah. Like. It was super sad. So he, he just looked, from what I watched as a kid growing up and seeing him on TV, he just looked like somebody you wanted to hang out with. Oh, absolutely. He played the 90s dad so oh, well. Yeah. Uh, God, what's the what's the epitome of that? Uh, what was the Sinbad movie with uh, House, House Guest? House Guest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With just the, jingle all the way too. The, yeah, the, the, the daughter's dating the fucking vanilla ice kid. Yeah. This God, our, I forgot about that. Yeah, this is our daughter's boyfriend, Steven. Yo, how many times did I tell you you call me ST3? <laughs> <laughs> and the dude's just in love with, with, with Sinbad because he's like light skinned. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, the way he, the way he went out too makes it so much worse. Yeah, it she, just she was mentally ill, wasn't she? Had yes. to have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She killed him, and then just a few hours later, she killed herself. And if I remember right, I feel like it was like she had called the cops and said that she killed think, him, I and they so showed up, well. and then she killed herself. Yeah, like the cops were there. But so tragic. Super tragic. That guy had so much talent um i know that you ever seen futurama yeah so zap brannigan which is the captain uh-huh. he is based off phil hartman nice kind of in memoriam oh i could see that yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. Like yeah. the like way it. he talked yeah, yeah absolutely i love that so. yeah yeah phil hartman was definitely a gem gone way too soon he i i feel like he could have done serious too oh, just, just as a get even in 2018, host one Saturday Night Live. Yeah, give us something good. I've yeah. uh, Phil Hartman in like an Ozark type role, like switching out Jason. Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, I think he'd be good in something like that. Yeah, and yeah. I can see that that like switching out like Jason Bateman is a good comparison. I feel like because Jason Bateman does ser- or does funny really well, and he gets dark really easy yeah. too. I feel like. Put him in as one of the Phil coaches done that. in my Paul Walker movie. Get him being the offensive coordinator or something like that. An older Phil Hartman trying to do an action drama. I love. I would love to see Phil Hartman in one of those snarky ass characters like Jason Bateman did in that Spelling Bee movie. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. What was that? Where he's what funny, but he's just a fucking prick. Yeah. Bad words. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I would love to see him in something like that because just kind of narcissistic. Yes, because yeah. I feel like most of Phil Hartman's stuff was very light and funny. Yeah, you know, it was very effective, very funny. But to see him in something that's right. way more of a negative personality. Nate, you hit that perfectly though. He plays the '90s dad better than I think anyone has ever had. So he, good. Uh, he would be good too in like a Shooter McGavin type role. Yes, where he's the narcissistic asshole. Yeah, type. yeah, just, but the, just always taking funny jabs. Yeah, yeah. the colored yeah. shirt with the sweater over it <laughs> with the off-color khakis. Yeah, like yep. all three of them are different colors, but he still looks nice. He looks like he just had a, a glass. He of looks wine. like the dad from Clarissa Explains It All. Sport. So good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's... That's my number three. Oh, I love Phil Hartman. Right. I could find a role from him in, yeah. in my uh, my NFL drama there. <laughs> Plug him in. I got something for you. Nice. All right. Well, we're on number twos now. Down to two already. Okay. Um. This is the guy that made me think of this topic. Uh, my number two is Raul Julia. Oh, so Street oh, Fight G Seven. So Raul Julia was Gomez Adams and the Adams family and oh. Adams family values, and he was the only good part of Street Fighter the movie as M Bison. Uh, and that was his final oh. movie. Yeah. That was his last movie. Do you know what we're talking about now? Yeah, I do. And yeah. I just read something about the Street Fighter thing. Uh-huh. Didn't he do something for his kids? He accepted the role because his kids... He, well, yeah, he accepted the role to play that for his kids. Yeah. So he, they could remember him a little better. Like, yeah. Some, something like, this kid's like Street Fighter. So right. he did Street Fighter. He accepted that role just because yeah. of that. And he nailed it. Oh, yo, oh, fuck. Yeah, he nailed it. That movie's yeah. so bad. It's just so weird that, like, you're picking... This guy, born in Belgium, with an obvious Belgian accent to play this American Guile. Colonel, uh, Guile, I don't even know his fucking yeah. last name, um, with the USA tattoo. You got Kylie Minogue as uh, Cammy, and just in this ragtag group of randos to, to play all, and, and it's just literally every racist stereotype you can think of that's what they slapped on their character and then you got this powerhouse five-star actor raul julia to destroy it his if you go back and and listen to some of his uh speeches that he goes on throughout the movie and uh chun li is is in captive and talking about you're the worst thing that's ever happened to me um you killed my dad you came into uh, my village and ransacked everything and he was like when I came through your village and ransacked everything, that was the most important day of your life for me. That was Tuesday. Ugh. And just he has a f- uh, the fuck the fucking movie is full of those. Just like the movie is horrible, the writing's horrible, the action kicks ass because it's Van Damme, and then it's just Raul Julia. Um, and that's not even the role that made me fall in love with him. The Adams family and the Adams family values. He kills it as Gomez, Gomez Adams. Do you know who's going to be the new Gomez Adams? We were talking about him yesterday. No. Oscar Isaac. What? Yes. That's going to be good. That's I didn't know they were good. making a new one, uh-huh. and that's awesome. That's fucking way good. But he I just... His... Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> I can already picture it. Me him. too. Uh, who who plays Morticia that looks like Shara? Oh, um... What was her name? Uh, She dated uh, Angelica Houston. Yes. She did 
Jack Nicholson. Their chemistry <laughs> is so good. Yeah. And, and it's just, I can, as a, as a, like, seven, eight year old watching that, not even understanding, like, are they dark? Are they dead people? Yeah. Like, what is going on? Um, that, just, that role was amazing. It's... He yeah, that's great. I I love that he picked back on the Street Fighter thing. I love that he picked that role because he knew his kids liked it. Because he he died of cancer, right? Yeah. He already knew he was on his way out. Yeah. Right. So he wanted to do that for them. And I love that he was the best part of it after he like. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely the the star of that movie. Um, I read an article on that movie, and it was hell. To film that movie, I think they. Fi- John Claude Van Damme was doing eighteen pounds of blow a day. Yeah, he was doing <laughs> an unreal amount of blow a day. Everyone knew that Raul Julia was dying, so everyone was crying, offset, and then they were also filming somewhere that was like dangerous war zone. Fuck, that sounds awful. Yeah, so it's. Um, Can you imagine working, having to work with? freaking cocky ass Jean-Claude Van Damme just no. blow out of his mind and being sad about <laughs> Julia like can't take this fucking ass I hate this! Yeah. could you imagine being one of the PAs that like hey uh Mr. Van Damme Mr. Mr. Van Varenberg uh it's so I know that we've already told you four times that you got to take your mark but Raul's really sick if you could just and just seeing John claude come with oh you want to see one of my kicks and he just freaking yeah, yeah. splits right in his face right <laughs> you want that throws cocaine in his own <laughs> yeah. face he throws a freaking bag of cocaine and roundhouse <laughs> kicks it in front of him and it explodes yeah that would be one and then he snorts all of it yeah that would be like Guile's special move <laughs> he steps through it yeah <laughs> Oh my god! I'm 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 trying to think of what it would be like from Raoul's point of view of being the Ferrari to pull up in a lot full of Toyota Camrys. <laughs> my, my point is like it's you you are a powerhouse actor. You're established, and you're doing this movie. And it's, it's, I mean, it's like... Doing it with peasants. Right. It's like taking a bazooka to do the job of a BB gun. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just, you, I wonder what was going through his mind at, and this, this, this actor is what, because I was thinking about the movies that he's done, and I was looking at his catalog, and I just, I really want something else from him. It's, but I don't know what. It, it's almost like, I'll, I'll take his brain, I'll take anything he does. But, uh, you know, I, I could see him in something like Gladiator, not as the, 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 the title role, obviously, or anything like that, but like... Uh, as one of his little slave friends? As, no, not even as slave friends, but it's uh, uh, the guy that, that fucking teaches him. Like, oh, that trains him? The, win the crowd, yeah, win yeah. the freedom. Yeah, like the that. old guy yeah. that like has been through it. Oliver uh, something is his name, but it's... Uh, yeah, give me something like that. Give me, give me like a good father figure character that's in a serious role. He played him. he played Gomez so well that that's so all I think about. Him. I know it's like, hard when you want I can't to picture Gomez. I can't picture Gomez not him. Yeah, right. It's it's, but I could see Oscar Isaac fitting in that. Oh, right. I'm so excited to hear that. But, and, and but if anybody says Gomez, what right. I'm saying is my I hear that's you. where it goes. Totally. 
Yeah. yeah. And if we're talking that role, how good did Lloyd Christopher hit uh, Fester? Oh my God. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I it wasn't obvious to me that it was uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd in that role. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see Christopher it, Lloyd. I was in that. I was so surprised when I learned later on that was him. I was like, what? Yeah. Doc Brown. His mannerisms are so good. Oh, that's I'm not looking at an actor. I'm looking at a character. Absolutely. Yeah. That's perfect. So, yeah. Uh, Earl Julia, miss you. That's my two. My number two is a kind of obvious one, I think. And it's for one specific role that I want to see him continue. And that is Mr. Heath Ledger. Oh, such a good one. I mean, it probably adds to the legend and the how great it was that we only got one movie with the Joker. What the fuck is your number one, then, if this is your number two? Uh, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there. We're on number two. <laughs> it's one that you, no one, I don't think, would guess. Um, but that Joker role one is the most awesome character I think I've ever seen in a superhero movie, but also one of the best acting performances I think I've seen just in general. Yeah, it was. That's another one where I don't see Heath Ledger at all. I still, even knowing that it's. Before the movie came out, I don't even think I knew it was Heath Ledger until someone told me that's Heath Ledger. Yeah. And even now, after knowing that, when I watch it, I, I see the Joker. It's like a Michael from The Office. I don't see Steve yeah. Carell ever. Yeah. I only see Michael Scott. Yeah. I only see the Joker as Heath Ledger. He completely transformed in that movie. Completely? Completely. I mean, I feel like kind of lost his life because of the role he took. Yeah. Uh, I read something, and I I hope this is true, but um, Jack Nicholson had approached him and yes. told him to be careful yeah. about doing the about role. this role. Yeah. yeah, he said because Jack Nicholson is also a method actor. Yeah, he said this this role could consume you. Be yeah. careful with it. Yeah, there are there are rumors that I read about him locking himself in a motel room to just practice his laugh in the mirror. Oh. I think I think that's true. That's so creepy. The the, the the movie was good the whole way through. But the one thing that cemented that role to me was when uh, they roll the VHS tape of the Joker talking to Brian Douglas, the fake Batman. Tell him your name. and then it, But the, the, the movie's on him the whole time, and he just goes, look at me. Look at me! The way he, like, shakes him, oh, too. Yeah. I yeah but the the way he says look at me and so much power it's it's not a run on the three words aren't aren't a run on sentence it's look and he says the l and the k and that word's over at and he says the a and the t and that's over and then me and the m and the e it's look at me and it, but he's like there's so a fast, period after yeah. fucking, he says it so sternly and it's juxtaposition from the little whisper look at me and then obviously brian douglas got caught not looking yeah. that that was everything about that role he nailed the mannerisms of him the facial expressions how he changed them so fast and then that to go from the other one, like when he's hanging upside down and he goes from that really high pitch to like the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like to really deep. It's so sinister. I heard that that's, he worked on that 
the like octave changing and making it that way that was one of the things we worked on the longest also but, what i read uh, is the scene when they're having the uh the benefit for harvey dent when the joker and his goons crash it yeah when he shows up michael kane was supposed to have lines but that was the first time he saw heath ledger in makeup and was speechless and they kept and they kept uh, the take i love that yeah he's so good and just i mean i'm sure he would do great things beyond yeah. I never saw Brokeback Mountain, but I hear it's pretty good. It's really good. Um, But it's, I want him alive literally just for that role. Yeah. I just wanted more of it. I want to... I could imagine him being like the ringleader of the villains coming up. Where these villains actually have things they want to do. Huh. And he's trying to help. He's kind of helping them. But at the same time, he's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll screw could you guys you too. Could you yeah. imagine after... One of the shittiest movies I've ever seen in my life was Suicide Squad. Yeah. Could you imagine a Suicide Squad with a good director, good writer, and Heath Ledger as the Joker? Oh, just a dark Suicide Squad? Yeah. I would love Give it. Give me Suicide Squad with Chris Nolan directing, please, please, please. Oh, yeah, uh, raise Heath Ledger back up and throw Margot Robbie Keep back Margo in. Margot there. <laughs> Will Smith a maybe. Yeah. You you almost earned your place. Yeah. All the other ones, I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Give a rat's asshole. But, oh, it would be so good. Jai Courtney, pass. Yeah. No need you. Keith Ledger and Margot Robbie as the Joker and uh, Harley Quinn yeah. would be uh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. That's, yeah, that's what I want now. I want that. Gone too soon, man. Yeah. Gone he was. way too soon. Yeah. He was on the edge of St- fucking stardom. Yeah. Stardom. Yeah. And, I mean, super stardom. Let's, let's, let's just go back. Ten things I hate about you Absolutely. is fucking awesome. So yeah, good. it is. So, so good. good. What, she got beer-flavored nipples or something? Yeah. <laughs> when he's playing with the Bunsen burner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, is it him that, like, drills a hole through the dude's book? Yeah. Trying to talk to him? Yeah. Just drilled a fat hole in the textbook. Yeah. So good. That's, I love that dude. Whoever played that dude, the nerdy guy, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend. Yeah. When he's just talking, and it's just a couple seconds of deadpan. I have a dick on my face, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> What's a bogey Loman scene? Yeah, bogey Loman scene. <laughs> I've seen that high school in real life, Stadium High School in Tacoma. Yeah. It looks like a fucking gothic... Uh, it's a castle. Castle. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. amazing. Imagine if Warden High School looked like that. Matilla would look like an actual villain. <laughs> Matilla would actually look like John Boyd. Yeah. All right. Bring us home. All right. Uh, my number two uh, is another recent death. Um, it's Robin Williams. Mm. I'm glad he made the list for somebody. He was another one that I was very felt really sad that day that i found out that he died um him and um philip seymour hoffman were both they were right around the same time i feel like within yeah. a year or two i think, yeah, I think um, so well. robin williams was obviously a insane stand-up comic like he was doing things that nobody else had ever done um his movies were amazing and i wanted to see him in more of those darker roles more serious i mean just looking at that what the um one hour, one hour photo, photo. oh yeah. have you guys seen that i've still only seen parts of it but just have even you seen it i've seen parts of glimpses it. of that character of yeah. him robin williams i feel like would just blow it out of the water being a fucking creep yeah i, I my my head immediately went to his role my head immediately went to his role in goodwill hunting yeah as that yeah 
I he plays serious, amazing. Um, obviously he can do comedy. Um, but seeing like the dark that's in yeah. him. What you said about him being a great stand-up comic, um, there is the story that when Spielberg is it Spielberg that uh, did Schindler's List? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, when they did Schindler's List, everyone was so bummed out in between takes that he hired Robin Williams to come on set and do some stand-up for everyone to like get everyone's hopes back up and shit wow. like that. Yeah. Wasn't he also discovered as a mime in Central Park? Um, that sounds right. I'm I pretty don't... sure. He, I know for a fact he was a mime in Central Park, but I don't know if that's how it was discovered. I don't know. He put in a lot of work going to like the comedy store and stuff when he moved out to LA. Like he came up with like Leno and Letterman and, and Pryor and all of them. Like he definitely put in all of his work there. Um, but um, I don't know about the mime thing. I could 100% believe that though. Yeah. Like, if anyone's going to get discovered in Central Park being a mime, it's two people, Robin Williams and Bill Hader. Did you? Oh, God. Fucking Bill Hader. So good. Um, oh, so this is what, this is, a photographer was taking pictures of mimes in, in the park, uh, in Central Park, and 35 years after he took the photo, he discovered it was Robin Williams. Oh. And so, like, he's on the right there. People who are listening, just go... Google uh, Robin Williams mime, and you can see him as. Yeah, so I was um, uh, recently oh, watching. Yeah. Did you watch his H- the HBO special? Oh, I haven't. Ones? It's really Come good. Come in my mind or yeah. whatever. I'm not ready for that. It's really good, and no, I think I'm they ready. talk about him going to acting classes and like being in his theater troops and stuff. And I feel like that's what that's from. They're so yeah. good. The photo. It, if you got a second, go look at them. The photos are so good. Yeah. Let me bring In this. Scene... Let me bring this full circle. Um, Robin Williams' uh, creepy drama, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Ooh. Yeah. I would even go for a Tarantino. Robin Williams. He. I've seen one hour photo. I've seen it multiple times. Yeah. He is so good. Like the quintessential creepy, but also creepy in like a real world sense of pedophile type people yeah. where they know they're doing something bad but at the same time are super innocent so you kind of feel bad for them but then like have the sinister side yeah. so you're like do I feel bad I don't know his range was also incredible too because I could see all that but I could also see him as Phil Hartman's twin brother and some stupid ass you know buddy comedy totally he could yeah. do light like anybody he did, like one of those last movies is RV yeah like, just some family bullshit Phil Hartman and uh Robin Williams in a movie where they're brothers but both dads getting older, I think would be very good because I think about Robin Williams. Have you guys seen Father of the Year? No, no. I heard that was dark too. It is very yeah. dark. His son commits suicide, suicide right in the right? through auto erotic asphyxiation. Yeah. And it's like him, I forget what his role is. I haven't seen it in a while. I think he might be a writer, but like it's just him dealing with it. And I could see Phil Hartman and him being like, dads who were kind of both struggling in different ways and like just a, i could yeah. see i could see those two and then steve carroll as like a third oh yeah like, that. like the one that's actually steady and stable and has right. everything going on yeah i think there's a movie like that where there are three brothers that are trying to cope or some shit like that I don't know. it sounds familiar it does sound familiar anyway that's that's i cannot believe i i'm gonna say it right now i can't believe i didn't think of robin williams once yeah he was one of the first ones i thought of me too, but I yeah. figured someone else would. Yeah. 
Loved him. So we all, I think we all got a stand up. No, I don't have a stand up comic on my list. What's your number Let's one? Yeah. Not a stand up comic. Uh, well, let's hear it. My, my number one, and this is what we were talking about, where I don't think you guys would ever guess this, but it makes sense. My number one is John Bonham. Oh. Who was the drummer for Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Mm. Bonzo. 32 years old. Led Zeppelin stopped making music after he died. They didn't want to replace him. It was too much. He died very tragically. Died the same way as Jimi Hendrix. They turned him over in his sleep, but he had choked on his vomit. After oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's a huge drinker. And Led Zeppelin, if you know anything about me, it's my fucking favorite band of all time. It's my favorite band of all time. Just... I said it first. No, I actually did say it first. We can actually we have tape. We can roll back five seconds ago, and I'll say it first. Nito, yeah, um, Nito, you roll that tape. I would back, love I'll fucking heal you. Thirty-two years old, and they stopped. I, I would love to. Everyone that I've talked to, all these old heads that know music, say anyone who's anyone knows that Bonham was the second best drummer of all time behind Rush's Neil Peart. And then number three was the one-handed dude from a uh, Def Leppard. Def Leppard, yeah. Lost his lot. That dude lost his uh, arm in a car, yeah, car accident, accident. violent ass car accident, and it's insanity. How blows my mind. Yeah, blows my mind. Yeah, because his drumming. When I heard that, my dad told me that when I was a kid, very young, before like I knew anybody, and I was thinking like, oh, it's probably like, like you know, very simple thing. And then I heard it, I was like, hold on, this guy's got one arm. Yeah, how is he doing this? Yeah. Um, there, a, a few years ago, they did a Led Zeppelin tribute at the Kennedy Center. Oh, that was oh, so good. And John Bonham's son was so the drummer. Jason, they, so Hart, Ann and Nancy Wilson from Hart, did Stairway to Heaven. They had Jason Bonham do the drumming. Yeah. Do his dad's drumming. And they brought out a full choir. I think it made Robert Plant cry. It yeah, did. he was tearing the, the, the entire panel was crying. Yeah. yeah. And they, they panned uh, the Obamas and the, and, and the crowd, and they're fucking bumping and loving it. Ann Wilson killed yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Killed the vocals. So it's one of those ones that gives you goosebumps. Absolutely. Every time. It makes me want to they're, cry every time I, I, I watch do, it. I do not like other people's... Re- it's uh, Wayne Campbell hit it perfectly. No stairway. Denied. Yeah. You don't fucking touch Stairway to Heaven. I don't like people touching Led Zeppelin's work, but they killed that. They killed that. They did it so good. If you got a chance, YouTube, uh, Hart at the Kennedy Center doing Stairway to Heaven, Jason Bonham on drums. They have a whole choir in the background. It's it's powerful. Powerful. It's beautiful. Yes. I am surprised, but very impressed by your number one pick. I think that is excellent. Like, what if... He never would have died. What else could they Give have done? Give me more. Yeah, because, because they, they they died absolutely in their prime. Yeah, that's and that's I I like what they did because uh, Journey was a band that went on a worldwide search to find someone a replacement. Yeah, for, and they found somebody that sounds exactly like Steve Perry. Yeah, they they did that. I I I would love to hear more, and and. and Lead singer is something you need to find someone that sounds exactly like that. They could have went and got a drummer, and not a lot of people would have noticed. Absolutely. And shit like that. But they, that was one of the original guys. Yeah. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, John Bonham. He's dead. We're done. Yeah. That's it. And that's, I would love 
to have more for my favorite band of all time, but it's, it's I'm cool with what I'm cool with what I got. In the same vein, my number one is very similar in terms of why it's your number one. My number one is Bradley Noel. I don't know who Bradley that is. Noel, who's that? Who is the lead singer for Sublime? Ah. Sublime is one of my favorite bands, and Bradley Noel was the lead singer, and I believe the dude who wrote a lot of their songs, and he overdosed on heroin Ugh. and okay. died when he was a young guy. And granted, Sublime has now found a singer and is doing stuff, but nowhere close to the original right. Sublime. And Sublime is one of probably my favorite band. Yeah. And I just want more of it. Fucking word. That was a pound for people that were listening. You know what I mean? Both got bands. Yeah. It's the same same vein though. Same yeah. exact vein. Of... Yeah. When did he die? Because Sublime was after Led Zeppelin, obviously, right? Yes. Yeah. He died, I believe, in the ninety late nineties. Late nineties. I'll look real quick, so I'm not given false information but yeah uh were they they were running and gunning like full force as a band and then he died i believe so i mean i'm from southern california and that's where they are from i believe long beach or something like that so they i've known them my entire life and even i think they're kind of like a socal staple i would say yeah most of the people that i know that are from there that's that yeah that socal kind of skateboard lifestyle do you practice santeria yeah he died in 96 in san francisco oh wow um but he just i love it and i want more of him i want more of his music yeah i I, i'm glad that uh oh you guys are gonna kill me listening to this give me come on who's the lead singer for uh the Foo fighters okay girl yeah uh what, what he did after nirvana broke up yeah and went and started a different band and just killed the industry again didn't didn't falter i would love i, I mean i wish sublime was, was to do that i wish led zeppelin was to do that and yeah. just kind of like but it's that's i think i think what dave girl did is uh the anomaly big time that's absolutely yeah yeah he, and they went through so many band members too to yeah. try to get the perfect you know right sound that he wanted he's so meticulous about all of it and uh, not so much for Led Zeppelin, but for Sublime, at least in my opinion. No offense to anybody from the Sublime that's still kicking his listening. But, like, Bradley was the cornerstone no. of that band. He was, like, the heart of what was being... Like, there's so many songs where he talked about Lou Dog, and Lou Dog was his actual dog. He had a Dalmatian that was named Louie. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact, like, he writes songs about his dog. It's... Once he went... The band went with Right. Him. Yeah. Whereas Dave Grohl, people from Led Zeppelin, I think, could break out easier because they're, yeah, like Nirvana. I mean, all three of those dudes were crucial parts of that band. Right. Yeah. The yeah, I see what you're saying. The face of Led Zeppelin was Jimmy yeah. Page and Robert Plant. Right. It's, they could have replaced Bonham and they didn't. Right. But yeah, that's mine. Good choice. Uh, my number one is definitely somebody that I just want more of. I was obsessed with him as a kid, and it's Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. I never laugh like I do watching him his physical comedy everything he does is so funny and for him to go out at 33 years old from a drug overdose is so infuriating to me because it's such a waste it's such a waste and he's so freaking funny everybody that's I've, I've ever seen an interview or read an interview that talks about working with him or just his 
energy as a human being all say the same thing that he was just so fun and natural and caring and charismatic and just that's the way he was um and to just lose that talent he would have been such a fucking epic star i think if he didn't get into drugs i mean he already was no he definitely already was i'm not like saying yeah yeah i'm agreeing that there's something that you've actually told me when we was talking about Chris Farley before, and it's when he does his uh, segment, the Chris Farley show on Saturday Night Live, when he plays that bumbling, nervous. Yeah. But it turns out to be hilarious just because he's so hard on himself. That's what he was like in real life. Yeah. Yes. That's what that everybody says that that was actually more true to his personality than anything else. He was uh, so nervous to meet people. He was so you know borderline shy and insecure yeah that's what i was saying he's another one of those like sad almost like the sad clown type thing absolutely like where uh i believe wayne no, i almost said wayne brady uh what's the dude from oh my god whose line is it anyway what's his name wayne brady. brady is that wayne brady yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was thinking about Chappelle show i thought that yeah. was anyway he's i think the same way of like Super funny and stuff, but very depressive when he's. That's true for a lot of comics. Yeah, well, in that's, I mean that that's the fucking. Um, what am I trying to say? That when when someone says, "Oh, he's a tortured comic," that's exactly. I mean, there's so uh, the comedy comes from pain. Right? Yeah, you want to make people laugh because you're so sad on the inside. And yeah, shit. and that's what I've heard so, the same thing about everybody that talks about Chris Farley. Absolutely, yeah. After the party, I guess I would say. Yeah. In that he was just, he wanted the attention. He wanted everybody's acceptance so bad. He didn't want to be alone. And he didn't, yeah, yeah he didn't think that he actually well, had his it. last yeah. words while he was alive were, please don't leave me yeah. to, that, to that stripper when she left the room. Oh, I could cut that bitch. Yeah. That is the saddest thing. Absolutely. There is a scene where it's, he plays, It's I think it's a Saturday Night Live bit where he's playing like an indie car driver who wins. And he's like throwing milk all over himself, like celebrating. And I think his brother and everyone else hated it because like, that's exactly what he was like with alcohol. It it was too real. Yeah. Like you replace the milk he's throwing in his mouth and on his head and shit like that, celebrating with beer or something like that. And that's exactly what our brother was. It was too real. Um, Sad. Super sad. And you could put, think how big the catalog of Saturday Night Live is and all the skits from all the great people that have been on there. And the uh, Chippendale skit with him and Patrick Swayze is top five. Yeah. That's top five. That, I bet he has a bunch that are in the top five. At least for mine, they would his, his, I have had his, the VHS tape of SNL's Chris Farley Best Of. I watched that over and over and over. Every single sketch on that stupid tape was, to me, top five. Yeah. <laughs> I am... Um, Knovan Knosson from Swedish Television One. This is what yeah. Yeah, the decaminated Colombian coffee crystals. That, I think that's my single favorite. That or Schmidt's Gay. Schmidt's um, Gay is so good. Yeah, my single favorite. Whoa. Yeah. This but let's. I mean, I know we've talked juxtaposition this whole time, but I, I would like to believe he died in what year? Ninety-seven. I think so. Ninety-six, maybe. Ninety-six. So twenty-one, twenty-two years later, he died at thirty-three. So he's fifty-four, fifty-five right now. Give me a serious role. He's growing up a little bit. Give me a drama. You think, I feel like he would play stuff like um, his dad from Tommy Boy, the guy who played that role. <laughs> I was going to say John Candy and him would do a good yeah, father-son. totally. Role. Yeah, something like that. Just, I mean, we probably have eight or nine more Chris Farley, David Spade movies. 
Yeah. I love so the when they did Tommy Boy obviously was a freaking to me a genius movie. I love it. I laugh every single time like it's the fucking first time. <laughs> fucking back. Oh balls. my god. <laughs> Ketchup popsicle. Scram, Tommy! Don't give. The, I used that in an interview one time, being straight faced, dead serious, and she wrote it down, and I got the job. What? Scram! Don't give her the weight room. No, bit? no, she, no. She, uh, she's like, what? What makes you think you can? Uh, you, 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 you can be a good salesman. I said I could sell ketchup popsicle to a woman in a white dress. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, and I got ketchup my job. Ketchup popsicle. I got my job at the hotel. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they did. Uh, Black Sheep right after it, and it didn't get that good of reviews when it came out because I think they just were like, "This is lazy. This is Tommy Boy too." Yeah, you know? but I thought it was so funny. Absolutely, <laughs> was... both of them are so good. the real oh. ones. Enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I love the dynamic between the fucking sarcasm of David Spade. In everything that Chris Farley was. My favorite line that I've used on you fucking 35 times. Well, if Moron's here and he points right into his face without looking. <laughs> no, he says, look, Magellan. Yeah. <laughs> Morons, we're at this rainbow here. Yeah. <laughs> they, so good. They're some of my, they're top three favorite pair yeah. Yeah. in movies. Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, we would probably see him in a bunch of shitty Adam Sandler movies. Adam Sandler oh, yeah. him in a bunch of those. Same with Phil Hartman. Yeah. I'm sure. But would they have been a shitty? Or would you think that maybe he would have gone like the Mike Myers route? Because Mike Myers isn't really in any of Sandler's stuff, but Mike Myers has his own thing. You know what I mean? Do you think he would have had a, like, because Austin Powers is, that's, that's such a character that will be forever, like, etched into history. Do you think Chris Farley could have had one of those under his belt? I don't know. Um it's tough to tell because even back then when Mike Myers was doing stuff, you know, he did Wayne's World, but we didn't know him as this genius writer and character play yet. You know, we didn't know about Austin Powers. All we knew of him being characters was from SNL, which Chris Farley was doing that too. So who knows what, like, I'm pretty creative sure, in his brain. I'm pretty sure Chris Farley was supposed to be Shrek. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. They had ninety percent yeah. of the lines recorded, and then he died. Yeah. Also, do it. I don't know when this movie came out, and I'm not going to look it up, Nito. If you want to, you can. But I also think he would have been great as a camp counselor in uh, Heavyweights. Heavy oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Just as a dick. Yeah. Never got skinny. Yeah. 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 But thinks he's skinny. Yeah. You guys work hard. You, you could be just like me. Can you imagine him in that softball game? Like, yeah. so nimble. Yeah. yeah. Diving. Yeah. Come on, coach. Hit it right here. You put me a shortstop. Come yeah. on. So good. Oh, um, I would love that. It's heavyweights is one of my... If I could go back in time and be a part of any movie, I think heavyweights would narrowly beat out the sandlot. I would rather be a part of the gang on heavyweights than be a part of the gang on Sam. I can see that. Yeah. Heavyweights. Yeah. That's, that's, that's prime Judd Apatow for me. Totally. That's. Did he do it? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Learned something new every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I, Chris Farley to me is the one that tops my list every time. Gone too soon. We don't have good physical comedy like that anymore not as much at least i left him off the list because i knew that he would be on somebody's but i feel like he would be top he's close to the top for mine as well yeah yeah it just too much talent it's it's almost i would almost hate sharing a scene with him because he was so damn good 
because just his little bits and pieces from Wayne, Wayne's World 1 and Wayne's World 2 plays, plays completely different characters, steals the show and his tiny little scenes that he's in. Yeah. You remember the lines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's on his way to Detroit. Mr. Big hates to fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hates to fly. Yeah. What other little bit pieces was he in that he just fucking killed? In that movie? No, I have just all the movies general. pulled you up right now. Hit me real quick. Coneheads. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> he starts kissing her head. God, I love maybe, maybe I was out back finishing the beer. Airheads. Yes, he's good in that. Um, And then the other two, he doesn't have bit parts. They're just his move, Beverly Hills Ninja. Duh. And Almost Heroes, which oh, I love Almost yeah. Heroes. When he's going to get those eggs. Mm. <laughs> when he keeps losing his shoes in Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he takes his shoes off yeah. before he goes inside. What's going on? I swear, is there... He keeps looking around for him. Sally Jones? <laughs> when he's... Deadpan comedy kills me. And when he has his hands through the wall, thinking he's defusing that bomb. <laughs> I th- I'm getting close, but I think I got it. And he just deadpans camera and like he's taking apart the receiver of a telephone. <laughs> so funny. God. That's a great one. Yeah. Do you guys have any that like... We're kind of close to the, yeah. Rob, like Robin Harris from House Party. Oh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. stand-up comedy. I had, well, I was thinking about, because my list is all comprised of men, and I was kind of surprised that there were no women on my list at all, but I was thinking about putting Princess Di on there just because mm. she was such a huge impact on the world. Yeah. And such a figure, and just to see what else she would have done. I remember being like eight or nine and thinking, this is bullshit going through every single channel and the news coverage of her death being on every single channel. Yeah, I'm like, what huge. the fuck is this? Yeah. Who is this? I don't know who this is. I uh, remember watching that too. One for me that, again, is another one kind of like the Alfred Hitchcock where I wish I could see them catch up to technology that we have. I would love to see what Freddie Mercury would do oh, with yeah. the oh. audio, like what we can do now, like electronic stuff and all that. Just... His, the fact that he came up with a Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody in a time of where rock was not that. Yeah. I would love to see what he would do now. Yeah. Wrote it by himself. That's a great one. Yeah. I I think the the little bullshit meme that we see is, uh, um, I'm a Bee was written by nine different people. Bohemian Rhapsody was written by one person. Yeah. But just like, think about that song and bringing in the orchestral and the the choir sounds and all that in a time where like rock was not that yeah there's none of those elements back, right let me yeah. backtrack one person back to princess die there's this picture of her reaching down shaking hands with this aids patient in a chair mm-hmm. and that set a big precedent because that's back in time they they say when she did that was that was back in time when people if you were had, afraid of AIDS. if you had aids you might as well have leprosy because yeah. nobody wanted to fuck with you and it was like Oh, that's the that's the fag disease. Yeah. I'm pretty, that. Su- I'm pretty sure that picture was the first time in the world that somebody had t- like done that yeah. to an AIDS patient without she took off her glove first to do it. Yeah, and I think that was the first time that someone had skin to skin started creating acceptance for like the AIDS epidemic and just AIDS patients. And 
that's after watching the Dallas Buyers Club and seeing uh, Magic Johnson's uh, 30 for 30 and seeing how sad it was to have AIDS at that time. At that time. Yeah. And, and nobody knew what it was. Just, hey, they were you scared got, of it. You have 30 yeah. days, get your affairs order, you're about to die. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and for her to do that, you know, for the betterment. It's monumental. Of, right. Yeah. So it's not to get dark on it. So it's, um, we're at 135. We should wrap it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, good think, list. Uh, that was a good th- list. This is a list that will be awesome to hear you guys' input on. So if you got anything, email us. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see you soon. Top that dude at gmail.com. Also check out the Instagram, top yeah. that dude on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks, Larry. Get those DMs. Thanks, Larry. Aww. Appreciate you. Thanks, Larry. See you guys. Bye, guys. See you next time. Top that. <laughs> <laughs> top that.